exactly does it mean to share your hotness? We all have our own unique spark. We are burning out of control like a wildfire, attracting attention, but is it the right kind of attention? All around us are people who are campfires. They don't get as much attention, but their story, their signature spark, their heat that attracts us close to them, those stories need to be shared. On this podcast, we're sharing their stories, their stories of resilience, overcoming, how to find joy, happiness, everyday people who found their spark and made their life amazing. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness with your host, Lita Green, and my guest today, Pamela Pamela. And no, it's not because I don't know her middle name. That is literally her legal name, Pamela Pamela. Now, Pamela and I go way back. I don't even know what year it was. So it's not maybe, maybe it sounds bad saying it like that because it may sound like we were grew up in junior high together or something. But we became friends and we decided within a month or so of being friends that we were basically sister friends. So um, actually it was a little bit quicker than that. It was instantaneously on <laughs> that conversation. We were sister friends. It was okay, decided then. It was just we didn't decided. Even need, yeah. We didn't even need a couple of days. Yeah. Okay. I just remember it being like, boom, there you go. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for being my sister and correcting me lovingly on how I could do remember that better. But do you remember what year it was? Because it's been. So I want to probably say, I'm going to guess maybe 2010. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. Because that was my my year, you know, com- coming out. You know, that's taken on new meaning for what it meant for me. But yes. um, it was after my husband's heart attack and my, my daughter passing away. And I was like, oh, um, I might have to figure out how to make more money. <laughs> And so, you know, I knew we met through networking and things. I don't even remember where. Are you kidding? You want me to remind you? Yeah, evidently. I just, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I just remember you were sitting on a table and we were like, we're sister friends. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Now, oh. here's the funny thing. Okay. I do not have a very good memory at all. But for some reason, it's better than mine. This I can remember. This I can remember. Okay. So if you would recall, I actually um, contacted you to get a refill <gasps> on my makeup. Yes. Remember? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Are you want to tell that story? Oh, I well, I you know, I think that the best part of that story is, is that long story short, um, a family member that used to sell or does sell um, your cosmetics, Cenegents. Uh huh. We had we had we had a, dis- a disagreement and falling out, and so I was I was told to go find someone else to buy my product from. So I did, and that and she did give you a discount, and yeah, I she gave me her yep she gave me her discount, and, and it's so funny because I tell my team this story all the time. That I'm like, if you treat people badly, even if you give them a discount that is violating company policy, they would rather buy from someone else that does not treat them badly. So you don't own your clients just because you service them at some point. You have to continually treat people with kindness. Well, and the, and, and honestly, I mean, the discount was nice, but, but I've never, I've never skipped a beat and it's never been a problem ever, um, ordering products through you. And it's, it's a delight. And so 
I feel like um, it was a necessary thing, you know, it just happened the way it was supposed to. So, well, and I also like to point out this part of the story is you are a sister friend to me. We have shared deep and sacred things. We have regularly (laughs) cried on each other Uh and you have, you've respected me enough that you do not expect a discount from my business. Oh no, because Because a lot of times women have a hard time charging other women, but if you truly respect that person, you are going to have no problem paying them what they are worth in their business. Right. And, and disrespect. And, oh, wow. We got so much to say. We don't like, yeah, yeah. Say it, say it, Pamela. Well, I was just going to say, um, the thing is, is as a, as a business professional, I don't discount my commission because I do a great job. And if you want the hundred percent of me, you're going to, that's what you get. And so I don't discount my, my services. I don't, I don't expect anybody else to either. Right. And that's a form of respect for yourself and respect for others. And, um, I was just meeting with a client and she was surprised how many Venmo friends I had. And I said, Oh, because I'm okay with people giving me money. Yeah. And she was like, I need to learn about that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, True. yeah, you could tell that it was like, because women are often told if we are being a sister, if we're being kind, if we're service oriented, that we're going to discount ourselves. And I'm like, that's when I do service projects. And mm-hmm. when people ask me to do things for cheap or free, I say, so in order to say yes to you, I'm going to have to say no to time with my husband or children or no to paying clients, which of those should I say no to in order to give you what you want? Mm-hmm. And people will be like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm being maybe a little bit, you know, a little hard nosed or whatever to kind of be like, hey, look, I only have so much time in a day mm-hmm. and if I'm giving it away for free all day. Then I'm not bringing home any resources for my family. Right. You know, And, and if you so- keep doing that over and over it becomes a habit. And then, and then you become, it, it just is a downhill Absolutely. from there. And then you can't give your gifts to the world. No. That being said, this podcast is one of my gifts to the world. I do not make money off of it. it is not, as they say, revenue neutral, you know, and I've had people that have, because there are about 450 listeners per episode now that have said they'd like to pay for advertising. And I'm like, Hmm, what would that look like? Like hmm. if I did advertising, And I don't, I don't know if I will in the future or not, but I mean it to be something that people can come and genuinely enjoy a conversation, a genuine, real conversation and what my guests have learned in their lives. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that. You know, so thank you for being on. So we are going to be talking about self-care, which is one of my favorite topics. I wrote a book, How to Embrace Inner Hotness, all about self-care, but you have put together an amazing resource that I think everybody wants. And I, it comes in, I would say a big coffee mug size, a little bit bigger than that. Um, you got a jar and it has how many um, affirmations in here? So um, what I did was I created a self-care jar of uh, a- if I can maybe share a little bit how I came up with that, please. Um, yes. So, so, um, a couple of years ago I had a health scare and, um, I'm pretty sure I was on my, on my deathbed. Um, I, I, uh, was a seasoned or am a seasoned realtor 
uh, of 18 years and just had enough after COVID um, and the piranha market that we had. I, <laughs> that was it. I, was, I hadn't heard that term piranha markets. That yeah, that's because I term I coined it. Oh, that. That's mine. Um, you guys heard that's it, what it was. first on yeah. Share Your Hotness podcast, Piranha Market. Right. There you go. It was in Utah. It was crazy. And so anyway, I got to the point where my, um, my fight or flight completely uh, burned out. My adrenals gone. I could not look at email anymore. I couldn't respond to text. I just, I couldn't even function as far as to get the words out of my brain to come out of my mouth. Mm. I didn't know the names of simple products in your home. Simple things just would not come out. I was literally stunted. And so I realized that due to my health issues, I had a huge um, influx of no self-love. I didn't, my, my cup was empty. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have anything more to pour from. Right. And I think as much as your port, when we pour into ourselves, there are two sides of self-love. There's the, you have confidence, you know, your worth that is unchangeable. It cannot be taken from you Mm -hmm. that you have to understand. The other side is the habits, Mm -hmm. you know, are like you're talking about these adrenals, this energy, you know? So I I want to differentiate for the listener that you can have self-love knowing that you have worth. Now, Mm -hmm. if you don't know that you are like a ship without a rudder, you are just in life, you are easily manipulated, you're easily pulled. And this is something they use uh, somebody who lacks the awareness of their worth to help them to be, um, it's a necessary element to be victimized, Mm -hmm. to be sexually or emotionally manipulated. We're talking, cause you had that, but we're talking about the habits and how much we're pouring out of ourselves mm-hmm. in a 24 hour period to the next 24 hour period, to the next 24 hour period. And this is something that no matter how confident or worthy you stand before God, you have to be working on your self-love mm-hmm. and it's not yeah. bubble baths people. It is not bubble baths, not that we're against bubble baths. But we're talking about how your brain is working, how you're programming it every single day, you know? So I just like to differentiate that because I think it's really meaningful when people are like, oh, I have no worth. I'm going to go do this, you know, the self-love exercise. This is going to help, but that is a spiritual question. Yeah. Not that the habits don't address the spiritual, but, you know, we're talking about like everyone can use this. Everyone can Mm -hmm. use refining because you're ready like working out you know i used to be in really really good shape like bench press 165 pounds you know hike up a mountain i am no longer in that kind of shape because i did not create the habits in 24 hour period after 24 hour period after 24 Mm -hmm. hour period Mm -hmm. now i can walk miles perfect straight up exactly exactly you know so it's so habit it's a habit that I have, that I have let slip from my youth. Mm-hmm. Well, for and sure. I capture if I wanted, but evidently <laughs> I'm not interested in it. <laughs> Our priorities changed. That's oh, for sure. It's so funny. I just pulled out of it. Take a walk. <laughs> the little piece of paper in her jar. I pull out, take a walk. <laughs> so, and funny? the next one is I'm determined to achieve my goals. This is like the magic eight ball, but better. <laughs> it, it actually is. So, so what happened was along the process of identifying that 
I had a huge deficiency of self-love for myself that I knew I needed to start to find that love again. And, um, and it was really reminding myself what made me happy. So I found things that made me happy and I continually did them. And then as I did that over time and built those habits, I began to feel better and become better. Now I'm still healing and, and things are, you know, coming along. That's the whole point about habits is you're never thinking of it like a habit. You're never done. Right. And we love in our society to be done. Yeah. Well, we want it to be complete. Check. Yeah. Check the box done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm known as hotness, you know, all about self-confidence and self-worth and, you know, self-love and all that kind of stuff. And so if I have a bad day, people are like, you're hotness. And I'm like, oh my crap, I'm human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, any, we have to always be working on, and there are times, even though I wrote a book on this, and even though you made this amazing jar that we are not as good as we were a minute ago. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that we're always feeding ourselves the important and pertinent information to our value and our worth and our capacity. Exactly. So, so during that whole process, as I was identifying, like, the things that I like to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I love self-care. I can do that all day long. I get my nails done, my hair done, my eyelashes, Botox, whatever. But this is different. This is real self-care. And so what I did was I I, ident- I figured out that it's, it's kind of hard to come up with the ideas, especially when you, we've got too many choices right now to think of and, and decisions to make anyway. So I made it really, really easy, and I found 300 ideas for self-care love. And Lita, some of them do include a bubble bath. And that's but, okay, because it's not, but it's that's not, not just that. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's not the only. It's, it's right. about I, taking My point is extra. that people think taking care of your body is self-love. That's yeah. just well, taking but, care of the machine, which you need the yeah, machine. Yeah. You need yeah. the machine. Yeah. So yeah. if you look on the back of that jar I gave you, mm-hmm. it tells you that there yeah, are I'll areas. I'll read okay, it. great. Says, this jar contains several ideas to help with giving real self-care to yourself. Plan for a few minutes every day to filling your own cup. Some tags are quicker than others to complete. And then it has mental, emotional, physical, financial, social, spiritual, environmental, and I am statements. And then it says you can Google any tag. You're not sure what it means. So because all of these components, you know, any, anybody who's teaching habits are going to have in these components, Yeah. but it always drives me nuts when people think self-care or self-love is again, I'm a makeup artist. I'm an image consultant. It would think it would self-serve my career to feed into the further insecurity, you know, to be able to say, oh, if you look good, you feel good. Yeah. You can look good and not feel good. That's right. You can look good and not be good. Yep. And so, yeah, it was really, I really discovered that I had to go inward in order to have a, a reflection outward. My, 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 my outer world was a direct reflection of my inner world. Right. And, and it was messed up. And so I had to, I had to, I had to get right. And so I found that this was one of the, 
the the easiest ways to do that. And um, it is it is exactly what you said, like the magic eight ball, <laughs> and 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 um, the the intention prayer that you you do while you're you know when you first get your jar and and put your good intentions in there and then put those tags back in so that they're all nice and mixed up um, because there are some there are 300 ideas and then I have 65 I am statements to give you a break <laughs> because I am right. statements are great too but but yeah and I know, encourage I am statements when you're getting ready you're doing yeah you're, you're you know, because it's like a form of a prayer, prayer. Uh, yeah what did you call them Vanity prayers, but vanity you know, prayers, it is you. the affirmations, the vanity prayers, but I like how, you know, these also have the challenges, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the things to work on, you know, my book has 15 challenges, you know, but people aren't going to be walking around with a book every day. Right. I mean, you can, if it's my book and no, I'm just teasing, um, but this, you know, it's really pretty, you, you know, got nice font. So it's very, now it's very current, you know, you, you wouldn't, uh, you know, you've got a nice lid. So it's very appealing to sit on your bathroom counter or your kitchen, you know, wherever it is that you could, or even like when you're in the car, you know, you could just pull that out. And obviously we wouldn't encourage reading and driving, but you know, come on people, we all know that we, you can read a one sentence to kind of be thinking about, to feed those habits and to be asking yourself, I think that as humans, I've noticed in my work with um, you know, the hotness is what I call it, that people want to have, I'm, I'm good. Like their defense mechanism is to be like, no, I'm amazing. Oh yeah. And I'm living the dream. How's your life living the dream? Right. You know, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I have been studying a lot about how narcissistic people need extreme givers Mm. because they're extreme takers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my crap. Now you're my friend. So, you know, without revealing, you know, the friend stuff, cause that's our stuff, right. Is you and I were both raised to be extreme enablers or extreme givers. Mm. And so the reason we've become experts on how to take care of yourself is because we had to engineer these things. These were not skills that had been given to us in our family culture. Our family culture was you receive validation by the group, not from a source that you and I would call God, right? You have to get it from the group. And this is a narcissistic or toxic or dysfunctional, whatever label you want to put on it is it robs people of their individual value when they feel like it has to come from a group identity. And so what you're driving home with this, when I was looking at these things and I just had, um, abdominal surgery and I was a little bit whiny, um, you know, that it was interesting because I kept this fibroid, um, scar tissue in my hip bone, you know, on the, on the outside. So it was unattractive for dressing you know, because I had to like not make it obvious that I had a grapefruit protruding from the side of my hip. No, more, more like a tennis ball, more like a tennis ball, you know, protruding from my hip. And so I had to dress in a certain way. And it was really interesting as I was kind of preparing for our conversation, especially with that I teach people body acceptance. I was feeling a certain amount of shame 
mm-hmm. and was not planning on telling people that I had this <laughs> removed. I ended up outing myself and telling everybody, you know, because um, I, I think I have an honesty gene that just goes a little bit too deep, you know, but what are my gifts? Whatever it is, what it is. Um, but it was interesting as I was looking at this and thinking through how every new, every new day gives us an opportunity to be moving ourselves forward and who we are as a person mm-hmm. or ourselves backward. Mm-hmm. And we are told in our society, like you were talking about that your adrenals were shot. Mm-hmm. You were doing, have a very successful career in real estate, very respected in what you do, do an excellent job. And that is supposed to be the pinnacle of what you're supposed to be as a person. Mm-hmm. And you and I have both walked away from opportunities that would have given us more money to make a different decision about what we are becoming. And that is Mm -hmm. a very hard conversation for society that is so money-driven and I, I, I driven Mm -hmm. think about what are we really becoming? And that's what I looked at this and I thought, you know, I let that stay in there for 14 years because of this need to feel like I was enough already, right? Like it was okay. It's fine that there's this scar. It's fine that it's there. But when I really dug into it, it bothered me. Just even if it was just for vanity, then come to find out when they're digging it out, it had embedded itself in the muscular wall of my abs. Oh my and so it wasn't what they call a diastes where the ab wall separated, but it mm-hmm. would be, it would not allow my abs to close. Wow. Right. And so it ended up being a little bit more of a, you know, you could make it a medical thing. Right. But I went the vanity route because the doctors dig it out. They just dig it out. And then I have a concave tennis ball. Wow. Right. So I went, you know suck the fat out around it model. So it looks better and dig it out, you know? And so I, I loved how, when I'm going through this whole entire process about your jar, you know, looking at your jar and I'm kind of processing these different layers that I put on it, my scar tissue, that as I'm pulling different ones out, I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) It's okay to simply be what we are and to love what we are, and to not have this idea that we have to be something other than what we feel. Does yeah. that make sense? Well, it's, I think I, um, I like to phrase it as loving yourself where you are in the moment, right? And every part of it, because it is what it is without a judgment. It doesn't have yes. to be bad yes. or good. It just is, is. Right. And I was like, if I let people know that I had this dug out of me, then I am encouraging plastic surgery. And I, I, I'm encouraging, you know, that you love you as you are, you know, but I wasn't born with a fibroid scar cyst in the side of my hip that, you know what I mean? Like, this is not, it's, it's interesting how I layered things that even when I say them, it sounds so empty but it's because we, we do that. And so the self jar exercise is a great way for you. If you're going through something, that's a struggle. So one, we need to be working on our self-love so that we can love better and more purely to those around us. 
Two, if we're going through something that we're kind of having a hard time um, processing or we're like, I'm feeling sticky around this. I loved how this jar was having me ask myself questions to help increase this internal dialogue of how I was processing the scar tissue and then come to find out like through energy that scar tissues are like black holes of energy. So this little scar with this tennis ball or whatever was literally like sucking energy that it could have been going elsewhere. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, isn't that interesting? And it felt like that because it came from when my daughter was born and not breathing and the daughter that I have that passed away. And so I think I would feel a lot differently about it if I had my daughter. Yeah. But I don't, I, I have a loss and that's something that has to be processed. Well, and maybe part of you, Lita, needed to keep her with you, even if it was a tennis ball. Why do you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a trauma. It's, it's a trauma wound. It's a trauma bond yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. And, and that's I, what that's, you needed for yep. that time. It had honestly, friend, had nothing to do with okaying people to get Botox or to get vanity surgeries. I don't care. It's none of that. What it is, is what you needed for that time. Well, and, that, and, and it served its yeah. purpose until it didn't need it anymore. And now yeah, and, look how we continue to grow. And the reason I get a little, well, I'm like, why do you do that to me? Cause I get a little teary eyed is because, um, you know, I'm finishing up her book. Yes. So people don't, don't yes. get a when it's coming out yet, because I'm not going to, you know, there certain, yeah, I, I, it's my opus, you know, it yes. is hopefully the biggest story I ever have to tell knock on wood, <laughs> you, know? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, how I processed choosing to live a happy life with yes. a grief that never goes away. That's and that's, again, that's a hard thing for people to process because we want to get over it yes. and you don't get over certain things. And I think you're right because I'm like, why didn't I push the doctors, you know, when they're like, Oh, this the only, the only way this is ever going to get fixed and have it surgically. And I was resistant of that is because I've been processing the lessons in this awareness that I would have to tell this story. Yeah. You know? Well, and how many of us, Lita, have this metaphorical tennis ball sitting on our hip or on our heart or wherever it is that 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 we're not paying like we know it's there, that owie is there, we know it's there, but we we kind of justify it away or you know, talk it away or yeah, ignore it away. And, and keep and, it and with us because we're still processing something about sure. it, you know? And mm-hmm. It's interesting because people always want to know how my daughter died. And it is probably one out of 20 times that I'm asked that question. Will I answer it? Because I don't always want to, I don't want to tell the story and not its fullness because just the simple of how she died is not the lesson. Right. It's just your curiosity. Yeah. So unless you're going to sit with me and hear the whole encapsulation of it. That's right. It's something that is not something I just throw out there. Yep. It's, it's a, it, it is a form of self-protection of the sacredness of what that story is to me. 
you know? Um, but, you know, uh, when we're thinking about how we boil it down, these bigger issues into our daily life, it all goes back to what are you repeating and mm-hmm. what are the questions you're asking yourself? Yeah. Because those layers that I had, if I can't have unquote plastic surgery, were because of the story that I was building day every day around it and the story that had been built before I ever had that. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother almost died in a tummy tuck. Oh. So of course I was terrified of these kinds of things. Wow. And then I came from a family that was reasonably poor by American standards and prided themselves on, you know, not doing nice things for themselves to, as a mark of, see, I don't do things for me. See, I'm a selfless person. Yeah. Right. And so how beauty and self-care can become viewed as a selfish act when really it is the least selfish thing you can do. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's been um, my journey for the last two years. And so this jar actually creates a journey. It's, I call it the journey in the jar. And, and it's, it's literally, it takes you on a journey to help you remember how to love yourself again, how to, how to give yourself Here's the thing. People sometimes I have found um, as I've been uh, distributing these jars amongst my community and friends and things that people have are so grateful that this gift has been given to them because they can now give themselves permission to think about themselves first or just think about themselves and do something for themselves. That is how bad it is out here. That mm-hmm. people are just, um, you know, uh, really just running themselves ragged and into the dirt without realizing that it's okay for them to stop for 20 minutes or five minutes and right, give themselves right. a, a something. And I will tell you, as I have continued on this journey, I have now turned these wonderful um, ideas and thoughts every day into a regimen where I do my favorite ones. And now I take my time and I I have a night regimen that I do and, you know, and things like that and a morning one, but only a couple of days a week. And I cannot tell you how much better I feel as a human being. I am not. I'm not short with my family, with my husband, you know, I'm not short with, with people that are driving. Um, I encounter, I have more than enough to fill other people's cups. So what happens is when other people now give me love and show me love and it, it it overfills my cup. Well, so I have more to recognize what real love looks like. Because there's a cheap copy to everything. You know, there's a very, it seems like, I was about to say a very thin line, but it seems like there's a thin line between narcissism and self-care. Because they're both about yourself, but really it's all about the intention behind them. 
Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of labels that we could try to put on people and situations, but it's really, I, I just try to allow people to be where they are at right. the moment. But right. And so, but, is, yeah. And, and right. so being able to understand that, that, that are, that is toxic behavior. That's something different. What I'm trying to do is give myself permission to put the oxygen mask on me first. We all know we've heard that in the, in, right. in, on the air, on the airplanes and things it's imperative in order to be able to help others. Right. You and that's what I mean yourself. by, that's what I mean by the intention is, um, confidence or self-worth can look like egocentric if it's about getting power. Yeah. If it's right. about control, but what right. you're talking about is so that you can continue. Yes. It's very, it's not about, it's recognizing, you know, like, you know, in Alcoholics Anonymous to recognize the difference of what I can control, and what I can't control. It's, it's, it's an abandonment of control and just being like, you keep saying in this moment, mm-hmm. when you look at intentions, it's very easy to differentiate which, what is good and what is bad, but on the outside, they can look the same. But you start to dig into it and you realize, like in our politics, they use kindness all the time. You know, this is the nice thing to do. But then you start following the money and you're like, whoa, this has nothing to do with being kind. Yeah. Sometimes people's actions don't match their words. Huh. Sometimes people's actions don't match their words. I love you. So you need to do X, Y, and Z for me. You know, I love you. I'm family. So therefore you have to do X, Y, and Z, you know, where self-love and true love allows you to just be flawed, yeah, to be real, to be imperfect, to love that. Yeah. And to embrace our quirkiness. That's right. Well, and, and I will tell you, if there's one thing that I can share that I really, really love about this journey that I have taken in this jar is that now that I'm two years into it or, you know, whatever amount two of years time, of the actual jar, but a lifetime of building these principles. Well, yeah. and actually it's been two years of intentional self-care like this with the jar and the setting the time apart and intentionally doing those things. Now, did I do it every day? No, but a lot of what? days You're I not did. Perfect. I know, but, but here's what I realized is that by me lifting my own self up, helping to feel, feel myself, um, feel that love again, it has excited or it, it has, how do I say ignited in me an excitement where I now want to share it with everybody. And so part of, um, I, I don't know if you had seen the instructions in uh-huh. your, in your jar, but it says in there, one of the things is, um, I was about to hold it up for the camera, but people, oh, wonderful. Oh, but people are not visually seeing this. Well, so we'll have, what, to, we'll have to put a picture of it out with, well, you'll just buy your own jar people. Then you can see yeah. it. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I feel like is the most, is one of the most important parts about this or equally important is lift where you live. And, and that is sharing this with your, with your kids, with your spouse, with a friend that's having a hard time on social media. 
like you can do share those things. I have, I have a Facebook page that's called let's fill your cup. Um, Instagram is the same. YouTube is the same. Now I'm just getting this platform started because I got to start somewhere. Right. And so I, and that's the point is if we don't start till we can do perfect, then we never start. And you know, he, who is, who is poopy as I like to refer to him, um, tells us that we're never enough. And so why ever start tells us that we're not capable that, you know, the opposite of what the source of truth tells us. And, you know, prayer is meant to be a form of not shame, but a form of connecting Mm -hmm. with the source of truth. And this is a thing that can, and that's why I call my thing vanity prayers. Yep. But what I'm loving about this is where I'm telling my people, you know, you come up with your own vanity prayers. If you're not there yet, you can use this as your vanity prayer exercise Yeah. Yeah. to, you know, while you're doing your makeup, while you're getting ready to just be like, okay, I am determined to achieve my goals, you know, and just think on that one and to think on that, you know, take a walk. I have to do that every day right now. Um, so, uh, check on your birth chart online. It's fun. It's free. Like where did I come from? You know, like some really fun, you know, just, it's, it is, it's just fun stuff, No, but it's, but it's also like you're, you're taking that habit of checking in with you because when you have, when you have better self-awareness and better understanding of your worth, your boundaries are easily maintained. Mm-hmm. When you do not have that, you are easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. You're that right? boat in the, you're the boat in the water without boat. the rudder. Exactly. And that's an analogy I use a lot because it was, I was able to forgive myself for being someone who had been abused in multiple ways because I had not learned how to rudder my ship. Yeah. And so even though I was very strong and by the grace of God survived it, that is very different than thriving. Mm -hmm. And it was self-care exercises and self-love that the family culture I came from says is selfish, which really set me free. And that's the power of these kinds of exercises that we're telling people why prayer has existed, you know, and why I don't like rote prayers, you know, Mm -hmm. every religion has them to formalize to not, but, you know, when we just really sit with the stillness and ask ourselves, what do I need in this moment Mm -hmm. so that we can be, and you've used this word intentional. Yeah. I talk a lot about reactive versus proactive, you know, and that when we are reactive to our environment, somebody else is in control. When we allow ourselves to be triggered to anger, jealousy, hurt, whatever, right. Doesn't mean those feelings aren't there, but we don't let them be reactionary. Right. And so these are helping you ask questions. Like, are you making a decision today Okay, drive a different route to or from work, right? Easy. That's easy you know, stuff. Are you, and that, that, that goes along with what we're saying of, hey, are you just going with what is happening or are you challenging this brain to go a different route? You- well, and why do you want to go a different route? 
Yeah. Because what it does is it wakes up your brain to, to notice other things so that you become more self-aware because we get, we get in these mundane habits where uh, running, running, running to and from work, to and from home, to and from the, you know, all the sporting events and all of this. And then before you know it, your kids are out of the house. And now you're like, jerks. what am I going to do? Why did they leave? So jerky. You've yeah. been an empty nester for how long? Three years. Yeah. I'm like two months away. Oh, well, my daughter's not going to go away to school in the fall. So that, that gives me two more months, you know, of yeah. summer but super rude. I think, um, I just pulled out another one out of the jar. It says gratitude dump for three minutes on paper. Oh my crap. People such a great challenge to do that. Literally, um, you know, being able to express gratitude, there's a lady that's always complaining to me. And so I've gotten to the point where I say, I need to hear five positive things. Mm -hmm. And if you were to see this interaction between the two of us, you'd be like, Oh my crap. Lita is so rude. But what's happened is because she has had sincerely hard things in her life, everyone around her just kind of accepts this whininess that Mm -hmm. exists and it makes her unlikable. And so I'm trying to help her to think of a different brain set. And it's interesting, even though she's never been able to give me five positives, she seeks me out every Sunday. Mm. She seeks me out all the time. I'm, one of her favorite, probably most annoying, but favorite people, because I'm forcing her to think in a different way when she's in my presence. Yeah. It seems like I'm being very unkind. Now I will, re- I, I would liken that to like having um, boundaries and with children and um, rules. Children have to be, they, they, they feel more loved when they, when they have those carrying boundaries put into place. I'm like, preach it. I remember (laughs) coming home. So my older brother was um, involved in illegal activity, including drugs and selling of and using of drugs. So took up a lot of emotional bandwidth from a family culture that was already struggling. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming home one day after dropping all the friends off, you know, that had to be home by a certain time from a, a date dance. Mm-hmm. You know, to the friend that had to be home at 1130 or her 70 year old parents were going to die. I don't know if they were really 70, but they were old. They were old. They're probably just 50, <laughs> but they seem so old. I laugh because I'm turning 50 this year. Um, but all these friends had to be home at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And I was the last, I, there was, nobody was waiting up for me. And I remember as a 16 and a half, 17 year old kid being like, I wonder what that's like. They have somebody that, what that's like to have somebody wait up for you. That cares. And, yeah. And I probably put myself in an adrenal fatigue waiting up for my teenage son, but I wanted him to know that if he came home happy or sad, somebody was waiting up for him because I knew what it was like to not have that. And knowing that I could get myself in a lot of trouble in life and it would have to be in trouble legally before it would be noted. Mm. Right. And the sadness I felt at that. So things had to get pretty severely bad before somebody would jump in to be able to help you feel connected and cared for. Yeah. And so that's when you're talking about children needing rules. 
I totally, totally reflects my own personal experience. And it's interesting because people are always upset that God has rules. But yet, you know, we drive down the road, there are rules that keep us all safe. You know, if red lights meant nothing, then how would I ever know I could, I would just be stuck, Mm -hmm. you know, afraid to go into the intersection because of what might happen. You know, I love this one too. Take a nap. Yes. I did that one the other day. So can I share with you too, last week I pulled one of those tags out and it said, have a good cry. And I, I kind of laughed and I thought, ha I did that yesterday. And then yeah. I kid like you God. not, I kid you not later on that afternoon, I ended up crying. I didn't make myself cry. Apparently I wasn't done. And my magic eight ball jar. Yeah. Knew it. You're going to start using that in your marketing, aren't you? No, it's my journey in the jar, but I love yeah, yeah, the magic yeah. eight ball thought. You can say my friend. So oh. I love this one. Turn off your smartphone for 24 hours. Oh, yes, please. There's one in there that says turn off the news for a week. I saw that one and I giggled at that one because I watch the news. Um, But one of the things that I do with the news that I think makes it a little bit healthier exercise Mm -hmm. is I'm asking where God is in it. Oh, yeah. I'm asking where the patterns between good and evil and so it's made me very not into either either political party hmm. because I realize they're all corrupt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I'm being aware where it actually kind of helps me feel centered to be asking these questions of how is God showing up in the day-to-day events yeah, of our yeah. society. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a that's a great way to look at it. It's also it's also a great idea to limit that. Mm-hmm. exposure Absolutely. anything even in, in any kind of negative way well no but even positive things have to have a limit you know and it's it's good to um you know like i can't pray all day long yeah right couldn't you i know? yeah that would be a mental condition if i was <laughs> on my knees yeah. um, i actually have a friend who's bipolar and her manic phase is religiosity so she knows when she starts getting into this religiosity thing and everything has to be super religious, she's going into her manic. Interesting. Right. And isn't, so anything, isn't that fantastic that she's that self-aware to know. Okay. Even more about this friend. Um, <laughs> I won't say her name because I haven't like asked her if I can like share this publicly, but when you start being in her circle often, she will say to you, By the way, when I say this, this, or this, or do this, this, and this, you need to call my mother. And she makes you put her mother in your phone. Oh, my. And one day I saw her and she was doing X, Y, and Z. And I called and she started being like, F you, which she's not an F you type of person. Yeah. Um, Called the mother. And yeah, she had to be, she had to get her, her meds fixed, you know, and be worked on and stuff like that. And then later was super sweet. And I was like. To me, she is the example of how mental illness is meant to be handled. Right. So when you bring that story up, what comes to my mind is what kind of journey did she have to go through in order to identify, number one, that she had bipolar and that what her reactions were and how were her reactions from her mother and her family in in a way of support? Because I'll be honest with you, my husband is bipolar. 
amongst some other things. Yeah, and as I soon was as like, I said it, I was like, oh, I, I hope I'm I was not. Like, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean know. to out and you, my what? friend. Yeah. We didn't even know either. Neither one of us knew. Oh, is that what that is? Right. And he's, he's 48. Hello. You know, right. so it's, it's just my, my, my we mind all... goes to that challenge and the trial and the journey and right. good for her. Good for yeah. her. And that that's why I respect her so much is because instead of trying to live a lie by hiding it, yeah. She's living, she's able to do amazing things. Yes. She's well, a very giving and amazing, like she's the friend that remembers the things, you know, she's like, she used to message. She had this thing where she used to message every Sunday and say, have a wonderful God day. Oh, nice. I mean, just really sweet, sweet, sweet person. And, um, I, you know, we all have mental illness. And most of us are putting a lot of our energy into trying to cover up our weaknesses Uh and cover them up instead of how do, what am I meant to learn from this? Yes. Yes. How am I meant to grow from this? You know? So in full disclosure, I have PTSD and ADD and Mm -hmm. ADD to me, I am able to, people are like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I have ADD. You've learned how to master your craft. Well, that. and knowing that I have ADD, I have assistant and I've had an assistant for even if it was just data entry assistance mm-hmm. for my kids whole lives. You know, someone who worked for me two hours a week when I was making $25,000 a year, you know, because I knew that if you want me to do data entry, I would rather poke out my eyeballs. Yes. But it was a necessary part of my job to track the lip color a lady ordered from me yeah, to be able to better serve her. And so it was, it was easier for me to give that to somebody who literally enjoys that, mm-hmm. that their brain eats that kind of thing up. So I, I have had assistance for at least 20 years to now I have um, probably about 30 hours a week of assistance that work for me. So mm-hmm. I am able to live in my ADD and bounce from one thing to the next. And my brain is lit up by it. Yeah. Isn't lit that fantastic? It's well, not a problem. So you have done the same thing that your friend did. You, you both have figured out how to love yourself first. And now you're teaching others how to as well. Yeah. Because and what your my friend, friend did, you have too, because you are someone who has come from a long line of maybe I I was going to say a long line of some seeking other people to take care of you. Is that a fair way to say it? Sure. To learning how to still care for others while reaching into your family culture and improving it. Well, well, and I'll tell you the biggest thing for me was as a real estate agent for 18 years, Um, I did nothing but give, give, give to every, every client, every potential client. And, and it, it left me empty because I didn't have any, I wasn't filling my own cup. And so it was just a really difficult time for me to understand that um, it was okay for me to, to choose me. 
And I think that is a lesson that is so powerful because you were not only doing that in your professional life, but your personal life. So, right. Well, um, what, you know, what about me? I was worried about if I didn't, if I wasn't pleasing to every person, I wouldn't right. get it. I wouldn't get a client. And, and then I couldn't pay my bills. And as a single mom at the time that I was in survival. Right. And that was actually what I was thinking of bringing up is, you know, that I, I, it's so interesting, this, this concept that womenhood has become where we can do it all. And it's such oh. a lie. Well, you we know, don't ever, why, why should we? Why, why was that even something we were excited about as women? Yes, we can work in any profession. Ladies, ladies, it's a one cent pay gap. Get over it. Okay. We've had more options than we've ever had in society. But women tend to pick jobs that are in the arts and like social sciences versus math and science. And it's Mm -hmm. our society pays more for math and science. In math and sciences, women actually get paid more than men because there's so few of them and the diverse equity and all that kind of stuff. But overall, if you factor in the fact that women, when they stay in the profession, if you compare apples to apples, women, we have a one, one cent pay gap. We have lots of choices, but women, why? We do too much. We ever, did we ever stop to ask ourselves if professional excellence is all that there is of what we have to give? Mm -hmm. And as a single mom, you had to do professional excellence as Mm -hmm. a, a woman with my husband having a heart condition, I had to ramp it up, but what a joy that you and I are both sitting in a place where our husbands are bringing home bank, you know? Um, and my, I, I continually just ask God how, where, where I came from, did I get to marry such a good guy the first time? Like, oh my crap, because he fills my bucket. Mm-hmm. He is a bucket filler. So when I look at women like you that had to do it on their own and people say to me, oh, Lita, how, you know, it's so amazing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've always had a partner. Mm-hmm. I've always had somebody who said, you, you can do more, you can do better. I expect you to do better. I expect sure. you to get your talents. He held me both accountable and chair led me. Right. So no, I didn't, I didn't do it all on my own, but women have glorified this idea that we should do it all on our own. Mm-hmm. And that's actually so unhealthy because yeah. we need community, we need partnership. We need self-care. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing I will share with you too. So as an example, I have a very good friend of mine who's going through a a really hard time. And, um, and I, you know, I, I, I felt inspired to give her one of these jars and I, and I said, Hey, let's, let's meet up. And do you know that she, I've texted her a few times and she's like, she'll respond to me and stuff. And I'll tell her, Hey, do you want to meet up? And she'll say, yeah, let's meet up. But then we never solidify a time. And I still have her jar waiting for her when she's ready, if she's ready. But I'll promise you this, I'm not going to drop it off on her front porch. And this is because she has to want it. And I will say this, I, this is when I say this often, intention, in, intentions are nine tenths of the law. Mm-hmm. but you still have to follow up with that last 10%. Right. And until she engages and raises her hand and says, yes, 
I, I want that. I don't know what that is, but I want something. I'm not going to let this gift fall on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. you know and and at the right time it'll be that she she doesn't look know at the what it is beautiful boundary you have in that and we as women are told we just have to give 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 and you know as the bible says you might be casting your pearls before swine yeah and there's nothing wrong with pigs they're highly intelligent but they will accept even a bad environment yeah yeah So what's fun is I have, um, so I made my first little round, I made 60 jars, 60 of these jars. And I thought, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I'm going to, I thought, well, maybe I'll give 10% away. 10% is a good number, right? We like that. So I did. And I Pamela and I are laughing because 10%, you know, in the Bible, in our religious tradition, you give 10% of all the goodness that God has given you, you give back to God as a form of saying, I recognize where gifts come from. Thank you. Yep, exactly. And so I gave 10% away. And do you know that I had so much fun doing that, that I, I got addicted to it kind of, I was like, Ooh, let me do this some more. Do you know that I gave out like 45 of these jars to my friends, some family, and, and my neighbors, like my community. And let me tell you what has, what this has done in addition to self-care love. This is a concentrated little area that I put these jars in and everybody that participates, what happens is it brings a little light in your day and a little smile to your face. And that raises your vibration, raises your, your energy. And as a whole, and as a collective in this little area, it's kind of like acts like a tsunami. Right. Right. And so I just, I just know that if we can all take the opportunity to just take a minute for ourselves and stop to smell the roses or whatever it is, um, that it'll have such a huge impact. You don't need a ton of time because these build on each other. And before you know it, it has made just an enormous amount of, of difference in, in your life. And it did in mine. And in your community. And that's like where that phrase you say, lift where you are. Is that, am I phrasing that right? Lift where you live. Lift where you live. Thank you. That sounds so much better. Um, lift where you live. And so that's within your own soul. Yeah your own home, mm-hmm. your own community. Yep. And we have strong people. We have strong families, which yeah. are the blocks of culture and society, any culture and society that lives, that is, that survives, that's still around. They need that. And it's interesting in a time in our world where family is viewed as passe and mm-hmm. women especially are viewed as moldable and changeable. Mm-hmm. That we as women can say, no, what I am is of worth and has a value. It helps with the confidence for sure. And we're taking care of ourselves in such a way that our physical adrenals are going to be okay. That our mental reserves, our emotional boundaries, because when we love, we recognize where we see it out there. Mm -hmm. And when we don't, when we think love is strength, when we think love is acceptance, Mm-hmm. instead of the combination of all of those. Well, you know, what's interesting I found too, is that the brain 
wants to prove that you're right. <laughs> so right. whatever your thought is, is what, what your brain will go to work at proving right. that your exterior will prove. Yep. That's yeah, right. So if you're that's saying right. you're right, I, I have no self-control. You eat the whole pan of brownies and then you're feeling shame because you ate the whole pan of brownies when really it was just the thought instead of catching yourself in, I have, I am developing more and more self-control every day. And you just proved it by catching the thought. Yeah. Yep. And this jar is a great way to help you catch those thoughts and to question those thoughts that are not serving you and are not helping you from a place of authentic, true value of who you are and your worth. Yes. And you don't have to prove that to anyone else. It's simply true. It's, it's a beautiful mindset tool that is so easy to use. And, and I, I do um, quickly, if I can just share, I had a, a friend of mine that I gave this to, and um, she had a new missionary go out and she was having a really hard time. They both were having a really hard time. And I gave, I, I actually gave these jars out. I started this on um, Valentine's day, ironically. <laughs> yeah. And so I gave this, this single sister, um, a a jar and she started to share these tags with her missionary daughter on you know across the world and that has brought them connection Mm -hmm. and they are just both focusing on those things and um being able to do it together and then they're sharing their experiences of what they had that day how great is that it's a beautiful thing and i love it makes me so excited Well, you know, in the Bible, it says, Jesus says, um, love others as you love yourself. And it seems counterintuitive to say that by focusing on yourself, that you will actually be able to love deeper. And it's because you can only reflect and you can only give what you truly already possess. Exactly. Exactly. It's so awesome. Absolutely. I love it. My friend, I knew it would be fantastic because you're my friend. I mean, basically we could just have you and I be the podcast every week and that would be fun for me. Yeah. And I think even our listeners would like that. So we'll definitely have to have you on again, but not next week. Yeah. That's not share the hotness of Lita and Pamela, but it's still stinking hot, you know? So thank you for your jars. And um, in the show notes, everyone, there will be um, how you can get these jars for yourself. Uh, yeah, they're about them for birthday presents, mm-hmm. Mother's Day, you know, um, which is only, you know, with, by the time this airs, we'll be right around the corner. So make sure that we get, um, we'll have about a month before Mother's Day, because it's going to be a couple weeks before this one airs. Um, anyway, so make sure you get these. This would be a great mother's gift with a note that says, mom, thank you for teaching me love. And you know what the you best know? part is, is they're, they're $35, Lita. Yeah. You, Not like. That is so easy price point for, and again, they, they come, they're so beautiful. Um, you know, you know, people are like, well, I could put a bunch of pieces of paper in a jar. Yeah, you could. Um, but that's spending a lot of time that you could just be enjoying the jar, you know? So, you know, two years of working intentionally on this, it's a wonderful gift and does not surprise me that it's come from my friend, Pamela, who's awesome enough it's worth being said twice (laughs) i love you lita you're the best thank you for all that you do oh thank you my friend and thank you for being on this episode of share your hotness